The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Deep Soul Dialogue with Nellie Loth. Discover the truth of who you really are. Hi, everyone. I am so honored, excited, and overflowing with joy to welcome you, our guests, to the Superpower Network. We are so excited that you chose to take time to tune in to the Superpower Network, to these incredible channels, to these incredible shows. My name is Nellie. And I get to inaugurate a brand new podcast. And in this great universe of the Superpower Network, we are part of the Superpowers of the Soul Channel. It's called Deep Soul Dialogues. Discover the truth of who you really are. But I'm really welcoming you. On, in, on behalf of this entire network, I want you to know that Deep Soul Dialogues is part of this network, which is a community. This is the vision of an extraordinary woman named Tonya Dawn Rekla. And I really am looking forward on this first episode to discovering along with you how Tonya heard her own soul and followed the guidance that resulted in this incredible community and network. Deep Soul Dialogues is going to be an ongoing evolution. It's going to be each time we meet a respite, a restoration, and a regeneration of your heart. It's a way to take that breath that allows you to open the great unlimited space within you, within each of us. I know that many of you have heard of this beautiful greeting that people in India, it's the way instead of a high five or a handshake, we might place our hands in a prayerful pose, maybe at my heart, and I would say namaste, namaste. It means I honor and see the light in you. I see and recognize the divine. This is a superpower. This entire show will be designed to give you that experience experience, not just the thought of the divine within me, but the experience. And I hope that through our show, you'll begin to explore all the different channels and podcasts in this community. For Deep Soul Dialogues is a part of this incredible space that Tanya developed. And I get to interview you Tanya, and I'm so excited 
after we take a little break. But before we do that, I want to share a little bit more about the network. I want to encourage everyone to please go to the Superpower Experts page. Just go to superpowerexperts.com. Scroll down to the very bottom and you will see this extraordinary photograph. This is the woman whose vision gave me a space and all of us who do these podcasts and who host these shows. We are here to the benefit of the work that she has done. Tonya has a vision of changing mass consciousness. On the bottom of the page where this stunning photograph is of you, Tanya, everyone, you will see this. She describes this vision. And I'd like to quote from it. The Superpower Network was created to serve those who have the strength and conviction to walk down from the summit and create change from within the masses. On Deep Soul Dialogues, we will touch into that summit, but it is a process of going in and coming back out, touching into the soul, hearing the soul, and then coming out and interfacing with the world. And this is the power of this network and Tanya's vision. It's not enough that we might sit with ourselves on some beautiful cloud and have great experiences. The challenge on the superpower network, make it real, bring it to the world, impact others, make a change in yourself and in others. So what I'm going to do is just let us take a breath and feel the power of the network. Because the one word you're going to hear over and over in all of these podcasts and through Tanya's work and her writing and speaking is collaboration. So as we center, we want to honor not just Tanya, we want to honor you, Justin and Neva, this family that hosts all of us and all the team and all the people behind the scenes, Kristen Maxwell, Melinda Curley, who helped me personally. There are so many wonderful people you will meet in this collaborative community. So as we begin to center ourselves deeper in that space, we're going to take just a few moments for a break as you just breathe deeply and feel the power of this network and community that is here to support you. And this podcast, Deep Soul Dialogue. Discover the truth of who you really are. The superpowers of the soul and the superpower network welcomes you. Let's take a moment. The superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. 
Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Oh, wow. Just being here again with you on the Superpower Network, you're listening to Deep Soul Dialogues. My name is Nellie. We're here to discover the truth of who you really are. And how better able to do that than to listen to a woman who is manifesting it every day of her life, Tonya Don Reckla. What a career. Counterintelligence, government, security, coaching, writing, author, speaker, wife, and mother, which has a lot to do with this network and her vision. Tonya, how do I thank you for being here, but say, welcome, how grateful I am you've created a space for me and so many of us and all our guests on this show. Oh, I think I think that does it. It's a, it's so appreciated to have that reflected and appreciated. Um, so thank you. It, it, it takes all of us. And it's such a wonderful experience to be witness to it. It is. I'd love to hear what your soul, how she expressed herself when you made this change in the vision of superpower experts and this superpower universe. How did your soul show up? Mm, what a great way to frame up that question. I think I usually um, look at that question from the opposite end of things, like how persnickety my persona was with it. <laughs> and so it's, it's really nice, I think, to be asked the question of like, wait, but there was something else happening there too. And, and immediately I just saw this smile of just the expanse and the light and the, the embrace of it, the welcoming, right? It's like there, I, I have all these imageries popping up in my mind of religious texts and spiritual contexts and stuff around, you know, you know, Jesus coming out of the water. And it's like, it's like, this is my son, right? It was sort of that welcoming home. I've had visions before of like this doorway opening and, and in it is this beautiful light and there's all the spiritual greats, you know, and they're like, oh yes, this is what we've been talking about, you know, like, like welcoming you in. And it's, but and it's also a very intimate personal experience knowing that you are all of that and in yourself included and and really that's all there is right there's only the one and so so there's it's it's sort of a mixed bag but all of it's really yummy very ecstatic very um at peace and 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 so it doesn't really matter what the details look like because the essence and the sense of it is so um, that 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 feeling of home that nothing could possibly be amiss about it. So it's it's a that's a great question. And was did your soul begin to speak when you were still doing the other job, or was it after you had your daughter? Was there a moment when you said, as many of our listeners are grappling with, something needs to be expressed differently? Uh, for me, it was both. So I did awaken while I was an active agent. And so as you, if you can imagine, um, it was really challenging in an environment where I was <laughs> lying about who I was, what my name is, you know, what I'm doing, where I'm going. And, um, and, and for whatever reason, I, I kind of came to there was an awakening process during that point in time. And and my juxtaposed worlds started getting really challenging to juggle. In fact, I left 30 days before I made tenure in the government and uh, 30 days before I would have been totally vested and everybody, I mean, I can't tell you how many people told me it couldn't be done and you can't do it. Nobody does it. Da, 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 da. 
and it, I, I was just done. I said, I need to go. And they said, yeah, but if you come back and I said, I'm not coming back, it doesn't matter. And I, and I left, I walked in, um, and went on this path of discovery and then something was missing, right? I stepped into, I wrote my first book and sort of stepped into that space. And, um, and of course what was missing was Justin and, and I stepped out on my own and caught a glimpse of, of what was going to transpire and knew that there was no way I was going to do that without the support of, of, of a community, the support and the love and the, the nurturing and the space and the, the, the reflection from others who could be trusted to, to, to walk that walk with me. And so went back into government, um, not in the same context. I, mm-hmm. I went ahead and went back and started teaching um, at the counter Intel school um, and that's where uh, Justin and I connected. And then, um, and I think I had a moment. Um, I know I had a moment. Um, and what I've put together is that I could have gone just about any direction. I remember lying on the floor of an apartment in Dallas. I didn't know anybody in Dallas. I had gone there seeking my 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 mission, my purpose, and. Um, well, it was fairly penniless and friendless and kind of not real clear on, on what to do next. And I remember lying on the floor, feeling like I was being torn into two. And I, I knew that there were two sides embattled within me. And at that point in time, I remember saying, I don't care who wins. I can't keep doing this. And my sense is that, um, that that was okay in that moment to say, because I wasn't quite strong enough and I didn't have the resources that I really wanted to have around me. And, and a a conversation with, with a girlfriend was was kind of memorable. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Maybe I'll walk dogs or whatever. And she's like, Tonya, you have a master's degree and a top secret clearance. Go get a job. (laughs) That's what people do. Right. And I'm like, wait, what they do? Like, it was just, you know, you needed to get, I needed to get kind of shook out of that reality. And so then going back and meeting Justin, there was another pivotal moment quite a bit later where um, that I actually captured in writing where I shifted finally for the last time. And that was after Neva's birth. So I think it was both. There's such a couple of places I want to step in that's so relative naturally how we intuitively bridge to deep soul dialogues and the vision I have for what we want to bring to our audience in this podcast, first of all, you said different names, not being yourself. That is the essence, I think, of all of us in persona and in ego. That there's a different name for who I really am. I really loved when you said that because it's (laughs) not just specific to someone in your specific job who in an extreme way knew what it was like to have this mask. But to our audience, that's the metaphor that we want to look at in Deep Soul Dialogue is what is the mask I wear (laughs) that covers up who I really am? So first of all, I really love that you mentioned it, that, that sort of clicked right away. And then the courage, I believe, for most of us. The moment we really begin the process of awakening is finding we're broken. That sense of feeling I'm being torn in two and I don't care is actually very powerful. 
there's a superpower in the courage to say, no matter what, I'm done. And I want to breathe into that for a moment between you and I. And again, for our audience, I think that's a very big point. Because I said to one client, you're not the pot that's broken. You are the mm. space inside the pot. And I, I'd like to talk to you about your inner space, holding this huge network, this space in you, Tanya, to hold all the different hosts and shows, not to make <laughs> your own. How do you experience that space? Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> I, the, it was the ability to do it was predicated on my ability to see myself way outside of myself. Mm. And so I love that you're calling it my space because it absolutely is. But I had to go through a really specific activation period of realization that, you know, starting with, oh, wait, I'm not my mind. Oh, wait, I'm not my emotional system. Wait, I'm not my body. Wait, I'm not my energy system. Wait, I'm not my higher self. Wait, I'm not my soul. Wait, I'm not my, I'm not my, my you know, you just kind of keep going on this thing. And for whatever reason, I have extreme trust um, in God. And, and I've kind of been sitting with why, like, you know, that kind of occasionally I'll be like, wait, why me? Like, wait, oh, hold up. You know, how did I get here? Um, because I get asked that a lot on interviews and stuff. And so it's like, well, I don't really know, actually, let me reflect. And, um, and so when I, when I, when I kind of get into those places, it, I can see in retrospect, how, how I've, how my divine aspect has guided my persona forward. So it's a both. And I have to be able to witness the world as, um, as that divine aspect first and foremost, and not lose that no matter what shenanigans my human might get me into um, and, and be able to hold both. But the, but the key to it is even with my marriage, right? Even just in our marriage, like we, we set our marriage, if we took vows to walk each other to God, like end of story period, that was it. And we were okay with whatever happened in that journey. And we, and we knew that we would be in support of that no matter what. And of course, it's just brought us closer together. But that's a huge marriage container that couldn't be encapsulated with what we previously knew as a marriage container, right, as, as a relationship. And so we have to reimagine everything. And I would say that the biggest thing that, it, that the, the biggest like practical skill set that, that I adopted and mastered that enabled me to do that was willing to see myself as the essence, not as the effect in the projection. And when you can do that, holding it is easy because the expanse allows for, for bigger and bigger and bigger and, and quicker and quicker and quicker. The key is not allowing the program of behavior to pull you back into identifying as the persona because the persona, the persona cannot hold it. That's and right. so you do get to a tipping point where you have no choice. Like you can't go back. You can't shove it all back into the bottle. It's not going to happen. And so, so, so the key is getting to the tipping point, right? Doing it enough, disciplining yourself to do it enough to get to the tipping point. But then once you do riding the wave, because if you try to freak out, once you get to that level, you, you crash and burn because it's, it is a walk of faith. And so where I've seen people get into real trouble is not cultivating faith in something that was big enough to continue to hold the continued evolution that they were seeking. Um, 
I, I think that we do people a disservice when we water down what that faith walk is, and um, we're 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 hurting people and creating um, destruction if we continue to keep that out of it. There's got to be a divinity, a God, a something, an essence that we can feel into that we know ourselves as, and also we give our authority to knowing ourselves as it and also as beyond us. So it sounds really paradoxical and it is, um, but that's part of walking in the abstract and creating here. I think we're hitting again on very profound points. So at the point before when you mentioned being torn in two, there is this surrender to that space that goes beyond I'm this or that. Even in India, there are this Sanskrit syllables, neti, neti, I am not this, not that. Mm. (laughs) And we develop this witness. I'm watching, but saying I have this behavior, I'm not this behavior. I have this job, these thoughts. And in that process, as you're saying, this will be part of the exploration on Deep Soul Dialogue to encourage all of you listening to even breathe as we're speaking, because it does sound frightening. What Tanya is representing is this idea, this takes courage. Where is my faith? Am I putting it in these externals that are constantly changing? Am I putting it in other people? How about first finding where to put it within myself, whatever that is called? Tanya called it higher power, Christ, God. It can be the Buddha, the beloved, the self. But as we're saying this, it's sort of as if Tanya's not even holding the space. It's being held. <laughs> the space within us. Love is not in me. I am in love. Mm-hmm. I go into that space, but I still have to be grounded. And I think that's your point. Instead of thinking you just la-di-da into a different zone, I have to be grounded right where I am in the midst of all that is. And this faith is the courage to step, only knowing perhaps the next step and maybe not even the whole picture. How does that fit with your vision? Uh, Fabulously. In fact, a lot of the imagery that we use is similar to this idea of stepping without seeing the ground underneath your feet. Because just as you spoke to, most of us are programmed into this kind of false sense of security, resting our authority in things that um, can't, aren't worthy of it, can't really hold it and aren't designed to to be authority for us. And, and that's a lot of what this pandemic has shown us are, are, is how fragile um, things have become and, and the cracks in those foundations and how fallible. It is when we rest our authority in, in, in government figures, in policies, in um, health practices, in science. Um, we're seeing the, the frailty in all of that. Um, but it's not like we haven't known. It's, right. it, we've, been he- we've been hesitant to allow our realities to become reimagined in what we know to be true. And um, that was a lot of my discussions on my now retired Disrupt Reality show because it, it, that's the question is when are we going to allow the reality in front of us to harmonize with what we already hold in our hearts to be true? 
like um, just a, just a, you know, kind of a, a geeky sort of aspect to look at is that we debunked Newtonian physics decades ago, but a lot of us still walk around believing ourselves to be separate bodies and, and that, and that we engage with solid matter. Well, we know that that's not true in, in a very scientific essence, but in our practicality, most of us haven't adopted a, a flexibility or a fluidity to operate in spaces that aren't solid. And so we perpetuate this divisiveness and, and with ourselves and the, with others and, and, and with the environment or, or with the external factors. But we know it's not true. So we're holding these contradictory kind of perceptions. And what it's done is it's stretched us so far now. It's like a rubber band. It, it, it's, it's about to pop, pop back. Mm-hmm. And, and we can either let go gently, you know, before it gets too far back or, or, and it, it might still sting a little bit at this point in time, but it's far better than having it snap on us. And so it, it, it's resistance is futile. It's too many of us have made the decision to, to, per, to proceed forward. And, and those who are kind of dragging their feet are feeling the uncomfortable effects of resistance. Um, but everybody gets to be in choice. There's nothing tragic happening here. It's, it's whether or not people are able to access their ability to choose. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. On this show, one of the underlying principles or intentions is to look at what we call this emergency as a choice to emerge. It's an emergence. For many, many, many souls who have reached a certain level of maybe maturity, we would call it. I don't know what to call it. We've outgrown the small structure. The body is too small. Matter is simply limited. But there is another aspect to us, spacious, beyond matter. And so the word I often use is beyond, to go beyond. So I see the pandemic. I see everything we are confronted with daily as an opportunity, a profound opportunity for us to say, instead of being influenced by a definition of what that means, I will decide based on this interior, incredible, spacious mind, soul, this I am. If I took all the definitions and all the words that come after I am and just come back to that, I begin to access, I think, what you're speaking about so that the vision you have for this network is a vision of how we approach the world. We are in community. We're always in communion. And that is I think why I'm in sync with this network, because I had to think about this. I've been working for many years to develop a philosophy from all the different traditions. I bow to all directions, because at the center of the wheel, all the hubs and all the spokes, you come to that one point where we are all one community in communion. I think that's the gift. We can't, you can ignore it and suffer. As the Hopi elders said, many will become afraid and they'll try to hold on to the shore, but we are to push ourselves off, move into the middle of the river, keep our head above water, see who is with us and celebrate. I think that's what this show and this network and this channel is about, celebrate who is with us. 
Mm. Beautiful, beautiful vision. I love I love the weaving of the words and the and and I invite you all to just tap into what a beautiful container this is. What a obviously Nellie is absolutely the perfect person to usher this into our network. So you can see why that was an easy choice on our part. And and I love Nellie that you're speaking to that decision on your part because I know so many of you are, are sitting back and watching and, and waiting for your guidance and just know that the experience here is as we say it is. And 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 there there's no way to fake this funk. We couldn't have kept it up this long. We couldn't keep it up in our family or in our marriage if it was in any way superficial. And so um, you know, if you're unsure about that, you can listen to the reclamation show. But it's um we walk this, we are this, and it's it's not because, you know, we think we've got all the answers to development, but but that we know that we're capable of holding this container and of continuing to to um, encourage it in its expansion, as you said, it's it's I'm, we're not holding it any longer. It has it has since taken on a a life of its own, and our job is to be the stewards of, of the frequency and vibration and the level of love that it's able to experience, and, and make sure that it, we we just kind of tune in to to the balances within it. Um, but it's it's more it, it's kind of like our experience rearing Neva is that. Um, you know, we invested a lot early on and we, you know, at a very young age started seeing the returns on that investment and continue to. And for the most part, you know, our work is, is fairly complete. We get to sit back and just sort of be in the experience of her as we develop as a family and learn how to teach others to do this. Um, the same is true of the organizations. We've seen them as their own entities from early on. And what we're seeing is that developmentally, they're going through the exact same evolutionary transformative process as individuals. It's quite remarkable. And when we treat them as such, again, we get to see the returns much more rapidly. We they're consistent, they're inevitable. Like there's all these characteristics that that, you know, in my guidance I was given about the qualities that these organizations have to have moving forward. Um, and, and anyone who's interested, you know, certainly we're, we're always happy to train. The podcaster program is a way of training how to do this, the internship program. And so so all everything that we do is set up so that we can continue to be the doorways for this information and how to do it. We test things. We have the courage to play. And, and, and certainly it gets easier and easier as, as the more you do it, the more successes you experience, you know, success begets success. But and maybe that hasn't been your experience to this point, but then you get to drift off of ours and, and learn from our lessons learned. Like, don't you don't have to recreate the wheel. And that was one of the pieces when um, Spirit was really guiding me into this, this zone to, to, to birth this. And I, I kind of got obstinate and I kind of, I got obstinate a lot <laughs> in a number of ways. I love it. Very obstinate. Love it. Um, but one of my arguments was like, okay, if this big kind of apocalyptic thing is going to happen, right, which is sort of the tune I, I was, felt like I was picking up on. I'm like, then what the heck is the point? Like, why do I need a website? <laughs> like, why do we need, like, this is ludicrous. Like you're talking no nonsense, right? Who is this I'm talking to, right? Just getting irritable. And um, yeah. and, and, the, and the guidance was so incredibly clear. It was twofold. One, the first response was very adamant. It's like, people need to know how to find you. And so we've been broadcasting at the same frequency for over five years now, mm -hmm. calling to our people, calling to anyone who can wake up and hear it, right? Like that, that is the beacon that's just pulsating out to the world. But in the other vein, it was really remarkable and, and quite yummy to, to, to sort of experience 
And that was this beautiful gift of, of collaboration. Like you speak, do we play in what we call synergistic collaboration and allow for the energy in between us to create as we're all committed to, to the synergy and, and the experience in that is this richness to life. And, and I, everybody who gets the chance to experience it swears they'll never go back to working in a vacuum again, because it, it's, it's just intoxicating. Like it, it, you can't imagine it. It's this ecstatic experience of oneness in community. And, and it's like, why would we do anything else? And so mm-hmm. we have a standing rule that everything is always done in love. And, and no matter how frustrating a shift might be for our interns or how frustrating, you know, this might be in, in this friction that kind of happens in organizational spaces, the relationship is priority. And I, I always remind people, like, we're not running an ER here. Like, like the, the relationship has to be front and center, the priority. And sometimes it gets messy, right? And, and that's okay. As long as we all stay in the conversation together, we can find our way through it. And, mm-hmm. and so we're doing far more than kind of disrupting podcasting and disrupting the book publishing world and disrupting all the places that we play in because that's the inevitable consequence of high frequency, right? It's disruptive to anything that's not that. Um, and that we kind of knew that that was an occupational hazard we were taking on. Um, so, so there's all of these various like delights that we get to experience, but there's very real world, like you got, you know, you got to shore up and you got to shore up at every level and you're going to get forged and your persona is going to get polished in ways that you never dreamt was, was necessary or possible. Um, but, but it becomes a part of the richness of the experience. And so resistance kind of fades away and isn't even a thought anymore. And the, the, the being in that center of that river no matter what gets tossed at you, what might be come up on the river beside you, your experience of it is to be in the middle of that flow and to be held and loved and like just surrounded with this beautiful essence. You don't have to perpetuate it. You don't have to shield yourself. You don't have to do all of these aggressive things. You just have to be willing to receive it and then, and then relax into where it guides you. And and learn all along the way which layers of your grip on your persona, on your thoughts, on your emotions, on your vibrations, on your on your subconscious programs, on your all of it, on every cell of your being. The prayer should be just show me how to release more to you. Show me how to release more because it, it does become quite addictive um, when you learn that spirit can do it so much better than you. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I I feel as if, as we inaugurate Deep Soul Dialogue, this space will be where our listeners can come who do want to embody the space more consciously as they understand it of love, communion, community. And again, the word that I keep hearing is restoration. You said shore up, and it also means show up. How can I engage with all that's happening in the world? And again, meet it, bring it joy, bring it love, because that is the transformative power. You know, when a huge bomb was detonated called the mother of all bombs, I had sent out to people I love, let's think of the mother of all beings, that a more powerful Mm -hmm. weapon that we want Mm -hmm. to create is 
power of love because it is indestructible. It's indestructible. So here at Deep Soul Dialogues, the superpowers of the soul, I feel as if the groundwork is really laid and I feel really ready to invite our guests and listeners. And even as I say this, I feel as we invite all of you in to join us and to come into this space to get quiet enough to hear the other voice in you that says you are enough and you've had enough, enough of this. Mm. I am enough. I have enough. And it begins this transmutation, doesn't it, of the smaller ego self that cowers in fear. And as you and I are sitting here where two or more gathered, we create a space that is right now connecting not just with those in this network, but with all beings, because that's how love works. So my hope and my my intention is inviting all of you to come here and get the restorative sense so that you become comfortable with, I only know the next step. I love what you said. Here we're speaking to a woman who's at the helm of this incredible network who left her job 30 days before tenure. And I go, yes, (laughs) because that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call the leap of faith. I have done that. If you want to be really a spiritual being, you have to make a fool of yourself at least a few times every hour. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Spirit says dance. We, we, we're taking it so seriously. And as we come full closure, even on this opening, exciting uh, episode of Deep Soul Dialogues, we want to encourage people to dance. To not take it so seriously in that you have to do something different to the information that's coming into you. You have to meet it with a different language and with a different voice. And as you're sitting listening to us, I hope you're sitting in your space saying, yes, I'm ready. Mm. Beautiful. I love And I love that you talked about showing up. It's, you know, one of the greatest gifts we learned from Burning Man, we went as a family three years and um, was participation. And really, folks, life is a participatory sport, like (laughs) find somewhere to engage and not just in the mundane towards something that makes your life better, that makes life better for others. And, you know, we've got the membership, we made it an easy yes, but there are tons of places to get involved, just make sure that you're engaging in places that make you feel good about yourself, that that open your heart and that 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 make you feel loved and 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 yes. that make you want to give more love, right? Not not something that feeds your ego and 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 your opinions, but something that really fulfills that essence of you. Participate, join in with others. You're you're not going to get to where you ultimately want to go if you if you aren't willing to engage. And sometimes that means looking foolish in front of others too, you know, and, and, and that's, that's part of the, the, the thrill of, you know, being in community with people who are knowingly and willingly walking on their path because they love you anyway, even when you look foolish, especially when you look foolish. And so, um, so there's a real gift in that too. So if, if our stuff resonates with you, you can look at the superpower universe plus it's on the website, but 
it really just find that and, and certainly spend this time with Nelly. Like this is that space of that restoration. And maybe that's all you need is that moment of reflection and love and let her pour into you here because she's pouring herself into this for you. It's super important that you receive that. This is for you. Of course, it's expanding her and growing, but this is her walk. This is what she's agreed to do. And, and she's selflessly doing that. And so, so meet in that gift and, and receive it from her and, and, and then look at how you can then um, expand on that gift and, and send it out to others, right? This is a reciprocity game. And, yeah. and participation is mandatory, folks. And so, yeah. so, so get in there, get dirty, roll around in it, whatever it's going to be for you. Have fun with this. This is life. You know, don't don't waste it being afraid. This is where we're coming to closing. That is a perfect way to close. Don't waste your life being afraid. And all of us got to the point where we said enough with that. I think that was the mask, the false names we have. I'm not mm. an... I don't know enough. And so here at Deep Soul Dialogues, as we discover the truth of who we really are on this incredible channel, the superpowers of the soul, I feel this whole network, the superpower network is really where we come and get refueled. We come into this network and then we go out to Burning Man, to wherever we feel called. And it's this constant flow, the infinity sign is what I've been picturing the whole time I've been talking mm. with Tanya, this back and forth. And I really want to thank you for welcoming me and supporting me and allowing my voice a space that you have so responsibly and authentically and with such integrity created for all of us. I want to thank you for welcoming me and inaugurating Deep Soul Dialogues. Thank you. Oh, of course. Our pleasure. Thank you for trusting us with this. It's, uh, I'm so excited to, to be on this journey with you. I am as well. I think we're coming to the closing of this first episode. You've been listening to Deep Soul Dialogues on one of the channels that you can explore on the superpower network. This is the superpower of the soul. Please explore by first visiting superpower experts. Go to the bottom of the page and you'll see Tanya. And then you'll see so many ways you're invited to find out the truth of who you are so that we can make the world what it really is, a community. Thank you all. And thank you, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.